0: Hello everybody, my name's Mike and I am the founder of Talk About Mate and I'm really pleased to announce episode 12 of the Talk About Mate podcast. Another amazing conversation, this time with another member of our community, Martin. We talked about a lot of different things personally, how we benefited from going to men's peer support, self-help kind of sessions and self-regulation in terms of emotion, which is the theme. Uh, and in men and in our jobs and Martin talks quite openly about his role when he worked as a call handler for the ambulance service and you know the toll that can take and, and you know we touched on a lot of different topics including sensitivity and you know emotion is the theme that runs through it all but I really hope you get something from this because uh, I really enjoyed recording this one and uh, he's a great guy so enjoy episode 12 of the Talk About my podcast. Mm-hmm. a great way to start it okay hello everybody welcome to episode 12 of the talk about Mate podcast and um, i'm sat here with a wonderful guest martin good
1: evening good afternoon good morning wherever you are in this uh, wonderful world
0: it's a really good start you're putting the listener at ease there aren't you yeah i try my best yes well as i always start off really nervous so uh, i was just talking to martin about the fact that he used to do a podcast about man united is that right that's correct yeah two years or so stressful
1: editing recording i was saying to mike that once we recorded uh, finished the podcast it was an hour and realized i hadn't pressed record so i had to record the whole thing again
0: now i'm super paranoid like checking my screen and everything no it everything is good uh, just a little update where we are um, we're now officially a community interest company social enterprise Yay! which i think is a long time coming um, I think uh, the chats I've been having with people is that the groundwork for Talk About It Mate is well and truly in place. You know, we're doing it long enough and uh, it's just a matter of believing that what I'm doing for Talk About It Mate is going to make a difference to people out there. And uh, the more we do the podcast, the more that confirms to me that that's the case. And uh, like you say, you, you've got to start somewhere, you start small, and it grows from there. And uh, I think this is an important reason why I keep on doing the podcast. Yeah. And, and like, I'm sure when you did yours, you just think, I've got to put something out, you know, because you're passionate about doing the podcast for the, yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm the same. I'm, I'm passionate about doing it. So it is just a conversation, but it's a conversation that you, that requires a lot of thought and it talks about important issues. Definitely, definitely, so, yeah. The, the the theme today is emotion, but before we kind of go onto that and start crying all the way through it, it's, uh, <laughs> I'll let Martin properly introduce himself.
1: Yeah so um, I'm Martin, I used to work for the ambulance service, worked there for five years as a call handler house dispatcher, uh, you've, I'm sure you've seen the TV programmes, it is exactly like that, it's not all life and death, um, I could tell you some stories and indeed I will tell you some stories but they won't be libelous. Um, not really one for going to court, uh, but yeah I've um, known Mike a couple of years, we started off on the same football team, and uh, it's great to see, talk about it, make it grow from just meeting in a, a cafe in Manchester to just growing and growing to different meetups. He's now a social enterprise, which is brilliant. Uh, he's worked really hard for it, and I really do look forward to see it growing.
0: Mm. And thanks for that. Yeah, I think I remember at the very beginning one of the very 1st meetups we did that you came. And we were just having a drink in weatherspoons and, you know, each of those little things are part of the bigger picture and it, it the and so same with the podcast it is about normalizing it and you know it normalizes it for me and you but for other people as soon as it becomes more normal to talk yeah. about mental health or listen to other people's experiences about mental health then you know you can grow but you know i think i think i was reading today like yeah maybe one in four people have a mental health problem but, but four in four people have mental health yeah so yeah. It, you know at no point should you feel and i say this every time that this isn't applicable to me because it could be, or somebody you know. And as soon as we have this more refreshing approach about it, that I think people will ultimately be more, I don't want to say productive or happier, but I think once you, you, you know yourself better, you're more, I don't know about you, but I feel more alive, because at least if I know where I've not gone wrong, I'm, I know my insecurities or my negative things, it gives me a, a bit of a lift because I know about it. Yeah, that yeah, it makes sense.
1: sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It's it's a self awareness thing as well, isn't it? Because until you realise you've got anxiety, depression, any other form of mental health, it's, it's then you can deal with it. But if you don't realise you've got it and you're just plodding along in life, then you can get to a stage where it becomes too much. And you know, unfortunately, we see the number of men, eighteen to thirty-five. Um, committing suicide is just absolutely shocking. Yeah. And all it takes is for someone to go, You okay?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Are you okay? No.
0: Yeah, that's been in the media. And then it starts
1: the conversation off.
0: Yeah, like asking twice. And and I think that's the good thing is that, like, by it takes a few, uh, say, half a dozen lads like us, you know, putting it on social media that we're going to a support group. Uh, and then lads who wouldn't normally talk to, they're of their mates about it but might branch off and talk to us then that's half the battle I think because as soon as someone's reached out sent a message I feel like well they've made that they've made that link yeah yeah. It, it, it's now it's just getting them in and I think the, well, we'll, well let's, we might as well talk about it now because um, we've, we've been both been going to a thing called the human space which I've spoken about on the podcast or previous podcast which is run by human org um, www.wearehuman.org I think London-based charity, and it was, it's good, like I say, I facilitate it for them, nothing to do with talk about it, mate, but we all share in the sessions. I don't know if you want to tell us a little bit about your experience. Yeah, yeah, of, of, of course. That. I mean, it's...
1: My thoughts about it at first was, is it going to be like Alcoholics Anonymous, where you sit in a circle and, you know, you stand up, I'm Martin, I've got this, etc. but it's nothing like that. It's just, it's literally a group of blokes in a room... There's a topic every week, so today, which is Wednesday, is drive, so we know, we get told the week before what it's about, so then I can formulate what I'm going to say, what my thoughts of drive are, rather than just turn up and, if Mike says, oh, it's um, sausages,
0: <laughs> then
1: I've got to think, oh, right, okay, what's my experience with sausages, etc., etc. but it's good to know that something like this is available for men, because men's mental health is so important like I've just said the number of men committing suicide between 18 and 35 is just it, it's too high even one person's too high and the fact that we've got um, prominent people speaking about speaking about it got like uh, Prince Harry Prince William speaking about their mental health uh, there was the TV show a while ago with um, it was Peter Crouch I and was going to be on that was gonna Mike be- was going to be on that yeah uh, thankfully, he wasn't because I imagine that it uh, would cost a bit more than it costs already. But <laughs> men's mental health is just—it's so important, and unfortunately, still the stigma around you are man—you do not have emotions, sure. yeah. which is—it's—it's it's bollocks because it's—it's yeah. it's so important that we talk, and if that's talking to a friend, if it's talking to your partner, your wife, your husband. Your family. But going back to human.
0: Yeah.
1: I think this is, this is gonna be our f- fifth week.
0: Yeah. And
1: the first week, admittedly, we did know each other a little bit, but we went for dinner straight afterwards. We, did, we and, did, And that was awesome. We got to have an hour talking about specifics, and then we just chatted, and it was nice, and it was it just flowed. And if you are in Manchester, or Edinburgh, or London, Have a look, and if you can make the meetings go, it might not be for you, but if you go to one in Manchester,
0: free tea and coffee. What's not to love about that? Yeah, I might even get some biscuits along if I'm feeling frivolous. But, uh, yeah, it is, like, I'm I'm very, very proud to be involved with it. It's the kind of thing that I wanted to do anyway, Uh, and they've given me the opportunity to do that, and I can't speak highly enough of them and the things that they've done on their website as well. Um, So, yeah, check out Human, because I think it's fantastic. And, yeah, we are getting... We're coming close and friends and we're going through like a cycle together and it's just upkeep general upkeep you but you, you probably wouldn't pick any of us out and say like oh that man's like unhinged or anything like that and i think this is the perceptions it's like you said not one person has just sat there in a circle and said i have depression no it's like oh yeah i felt really stressed last week when this happened and i had this bill to pay and i had this it's like it's normal shit, guys that you all go through and like we're just We're just putting it out there. And it's funnily enough, if that helps me go home and be a better partner and a better whatever, better teacher, a better, you know, maybe a less aggressive in some ways in my life, then that's a good thing, it's like, it's, it, you know, it can only be a good thing. Feelings, but feelings coming up, and I've been reading into this. They're a sign that you're either pushing yourself or like you, you might be struggling. But feelings coming up and coming back to this theme of emotion isn't always a bad thing if you can just take the time to unpick them and see why. And obviously, yeah, I would say to everybody, therapy works, but not everybody can in the position to either pay for therapy or, or go to therapy, which is I completely understand, but. It's, it's such a, um, a difficult topic to broach with men, emo- emotion. And I, I was saying to you before, Martin, that I I was labelled sensitive, you know, like, about 10, 10 11. My parents divorced. But you just, I just didn't know what my place was and, like, I couldn't... Emotions always bubbled under the surface of me. and it'd come out, I'd be, like, very happy or get annoyed and frustrated. Frustrated, I'd say, is my number one emotion all through my life because I don't want to be like that, but I can't help it. It's a natural part of who I am, so I yeah, have to yeah. kind of learn to accept it. So, yeah, I mean, and another f- arm to that is what I call self-regulation, and it's that because I can't always regulate myself, and sometimes I will lose my temper, never let me like, usually at someone or become really incredibly anxious or fidgety. People then have kind of been a bit wary of me as a person, and it's caused a lot of conflict with me and friends, and I've lost friends over it. Yeah, and I wish yeah. they'd understand that, that that is not a specific... I'm not thinking, oh, I'm just going to start kicking off with people, but I, and I'm not making excuses, but it's part of how I'm wired as a person, Yeah. but how do you regulate yourself, and this is a, a really long segue, because I'm very hard on myself in these things, yeah. but how do you regulate yourself in a job where you're dealing with life and death? That's a big first question, isn't That's it? That's
1: a big first question. It's a thinker. Um, when I first started, I didn't think that I would, I was naive, and I thought I'd be dealing with... Um, life and death, uh, be doing, uh, telling people how to do chest compressions, uh, things like strokes, uh, people breaking bones and it is like that in some sense but a lot of the calls that I dealt with were people that would phone up and the first thing they would say is I want to kill myself. Now I've had no mental health training, there's no mental health training in the job, uh, I left in February of this year. Whether that's changed or not, I don't know. But it was a case of, what do you say to that? It's hard enough if a friend says they want to kill themselves. But to deal with a stranger, I could say, I could just ask them something innocuous and that could be the thing that tips them over the edge. It's, It's a difficult process and it took me two years to think just speak to them like a normal person. Yeah. So if they were from Manchester, something like, are you, are you red or blue? And if they were blue, difficult conversation because I'm a red. But if it was, <laughs> if it was Liverpool, or, you know, Burnley or Blackburn, etc. Because we covered the entire west it was just a case of generally talk about things. So football, Coronation Street, the weather, just to ground someone, just to ground someone, yeah. just to. Just so we're not talking about the suicide or the mental health, I've got no training in that. I've got my own mental health experiences, but it's not for me to to put that on them. So it's not for me to say, I know what you're going through, because I've got depression as well, and I've got this, 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 when it's them that have rang me for for help. But it's I'd have colleagues that would just sit there and press the mute button and just watch television or talk to the colleague next to them because they didn't want to talk to this person. Yeah. And all this person could, could want is just yeah. a friendly chat. I had so many people say thank you, you've 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 helped me just by talking to me. You've not you haven't judged me, you've not you've not thought, Oh this guy's crazy, he's got schizophrenia, or, this guy's crazy, he's got um, depression, anxiety, ADHD um psychosis yeah. and it took me two years to do that and we've had people that have come into the job lasted six months and gone you know what can't do this this is not for me
0: and they can't because they can't regulate their feelings it's, it's no. bringing up too much emotion in them yeah and on it's, a daily basis like fact that you know you're fight and flight yes because it's a it's a panic-based situation isn't it some yeah, people yeah. can be very very calm that's the thing you you, you, if they're going through a very extreme moment either physical or mental health your calmness I always when you watch the shows you know like the paramedics yeah they always the way they are with old people is brilliant isn't it and it's always like talking about have a cup of tea and like just keep normal things that people can understand and it gets people back onto like a kind of a level doesn't it yeah yeah I just think like you know it'd be very easy for me to say I couldn't do it but I don't know I don't know if I could I think it would bring up too many feelings in me
1: it's it's the hardest job I've ever done I mean I've worked in customer service and boiling it down it is customer service because they're calling for a service yeah Um. but the amount of men that would call up it wasn't
0: yeah
1: I'd say seven six seven out of ten ten suicidal calls were men and it's and there was nothing for them there was nothing like human or the service that Mike's going to tell me about because I can never remember what it's called
0: you put me on the spot there what am I talking the about the man club oh Andy's man Andy's club Yeah, man they're, club. they're brilliant like yeah like what well, that you know I think they're the most prominent nationally now I think they get like I could be wrong 600 people a week in yeah. various locations and it, it, it's just a simple simple thing but guys are coming in and making friends of each other and it's a network, and, and that's that's what talking about mate came from. Is that like I did a blog, someone said you should keep doing stuff like this to help people. I I wasn't qualified to be, I wasn't qualified to anything then apart from being a teacher. Mm-hmm. Like it's peer support, and I think the whole point. It's like podcasts of well. ordinary people can do extraordinary things. Yeah, like they really can, and you just have to like. I say, maybe been through your own journey and give something back. Like, well, but anyone can get involved in anything like that. You know, like, volunteering is a surefire way to raise your self esteem and confidence. Like, you know, I know you do stuff, you've done stuff for a long time. And as soon as you get into anything, like, say, the weight loss with other men, like, you feel like you're part of something. And, you know, but but at the same time, doing, talk about it, mate, in my life, I've never felt more empowered, but I've never felt more alone. Because at the end of the day, it's not saying it's my cross to bear, but it is, it's my personal brand, it's my thing. And, you know, I look at other groups that I've set up and they've got four or five people running their website and contributing blogs and I really admire them. Yeah. And I wait and think, oh, I could do that. But then well, I have to check myself before I wreck myself when I think like that, because it's, I can do things like that. But as one person, I've done so many things. Yeah. And I will continue to do so many things, but kind of lost my thread here but you know like it's all part of self-awareness I suppose yeah. but um, yeah just it must be Say, imagine after a while if you've been doing the job a while you, you don't panic as much because you've seen it time and time again mm-hmm. like you know you've had someone call up with a broken bone or you've had someone call up with a heart attack and you just how much of it is following like protocol or I'd say 90% of it's protocol um,
1: if someone calls up and Someone's in cardiac arrest, and I've got the, I've got to give them the instructions to do CPR over the phone. That's that's all on the screen. It's it's all click this to get this, and click this to get this, click this to get this, and it's all on the screen. So but, that's
0: proven to work, I suppose. And isn't that's it? proven
1: to work, but yeah. there's nothing for mental health. Yeah. It's just we're going to get some help too, as quick as we can. Are they
0: best going? Would, in your opinion, would be the best going through Samaritans?
1: Yeah, because... It, they're
0: specifically I, trained volunteer Because they're specifically call trained men,
1: mental health, whereas all I can do is send an ambulance. Unfortunately, NHS is so stretched yeah. that ambulance will take them to A&E. They'll be given... They'll have a chat, they'll get a leaflet, they'll go somewhere else. They might be referred for counselling, but that can take months, and it could be in the interim. They give up, and they do take their own life.
0: Yeah. Um, you often find it's the same people again and again as well it can be yeah, yeah. Like, but you know they're calling up because they want to help and it's because there's no other sources of support out there but like self-help is another one I'll say self-help web, on the website self-help's all over the UK and again that's the kind of thing that with fund, appropriate funding I could provide because like you know, happy running groups for people and creating communities for people and that you know, that connection part of what we do and talk about it mate is so important. But it takes the first part is courage and then it takes the compassion. Yeah. Yeah. And you, like, what you're what you're touching on is like you are showing them the compassion. Like mm-hmm. say so you're not the person who puts them on hold. The compassion is just like all right, yeah, it's probably really shit what you're going through like, you know, you're probably thinking out in your head oh, I'm gonna listen to you because you deserve to be listened to and yeah, I think yeah. that like maybe with guys, and I found that even with people I know, and this is not, I'm again not knocking people, they they find it very hard to just does want to intervene and like give you platitudes or like try and talk down what you're saying. Even if I'm in, a, in a stage of good mental health like I'm in, if I'm talking about my journey, yeah, it can make some people very shifty and uncomfortable in their seat. And it's like just, just I'm not saying agree. That's that. Just listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and you might learn because I've listened to a hell of a lot of people, and it's like if you listen. Because when people are listened to and they're not judged, then they've got a room to grow. If you don't have those two things, like... And I was talking to, some, to some, my counsellor about some children's counselling and, you know, something I might want to get into in the future. Like, how do they express themselves? Like, you know, it's not really... You can't really ask them questions like you would an adult.
1: No. You no. know, like, they,
0: you let them play. You yeah. let them express themselves through, like, playing. And then lots of statements she told me, like, I wonder, I wonder, and you bring, you're teasing things out yeah, that way. Yeah. And it's... Um, You know, it's hard, and and I think it is adults don't like to change the way that they are as Mm -hmm. people. And, like, I used to be like that for a long, long time, probably till my late 20s, you know, then it got to the point where things were so bad for me, I thought, something's got to give. Yeah. Like, I have to change something, because if I don't change something, I could have been one of those people who rang you up on the phone. Exactly. You know, and there you go. But um, I suppose when we're talking about emotion, men's emotion, which we'll come on to later, but there must be things in the job that trigger your emotions. Oh, yeah, I
1: mean, you've just, you just <coughs> asked me, was it the same people that would phone? And I can check the history and I can see what what treatment they've had in terms of what's the ambulance done or what's the previous call handler done. I remember uh, a young girl ringing, like, his, absolute hysterics, and I was thinking, oh, what? what's gone on? Has someone fallen and cut themselves and you've seen some blood? and she was screaming and I had to like really bring her down I can't remember her name uh, but it was like look I need you to take a deep breath and tell me what's happened you had to be a bit more had to be a bit more assertive and her her boyfriend at the time had put signs on the door saying do not come in um, carbon monoxide and at first I thought is this a hoax but what he'd done is he'd lit in lit the disposable barbecues all over the house he'd put towels against the the door and essentially gassed himself right and this guy was I think he was 25 she was 19 and I had to try and remain professional but whilst I was talking I was crying because this guy had no issue with us he'd never phoned and that and whether he thought about it for a while, he just... He'd not phoned us, he'd... he just decided that day, I'm gonna take my life. People take their lives yeah. every day. People do different things. They jump in front of trains, they jump off bridges, they...
0: And we have to be able to talk about this, overdoses. guys. We have to be able to talk about this, because if anyone is feeling comfortable listening to this, I, I, I do apologise, but, at the same time, if we if we stop talking about it because people get uncomfortable, it will stop progress being made. Exactly, guys. exactly, and this guy... Horrendous way
1: to to go, yeah. And I just remember saying to her, "Look, I need you to leave the house because it's dangerous for you." And she was just staying by his side, and that—that's a call that's always, always, always stayed with me. Um, I've known colleagues that have had people hang themselves whilst on the phone to them. It's—it's—it's
0: you know, it's, it's, it's brutal. It—it it, it's, it must be like I think you, you get desensitized to to the everyday, you know, like. You say, like, someone breaks a bone or someone's bleeding because you hear that so, so many times. But even in your, you know, self-regulation, you are... What I'm trying to say is, if you didn't show emotion from time to time at things like that, then how... What I'm trying to say is, how, if you self-regulate your emotions to stay professional, I'm using air quotes here. Yeah, yeah. If you do that too much, like, is that a good thing? You know, like how can we have too much self-control in terms of our emotions? Because you could,
1: you could have that self-regulation and just separate yourself and separate yourself, separate yourself and then one day something could send you over the edge. <laughs> like my self-regulation would be that there's a scene um, in a TV show called Scrubs where they lose four patients in one night yeah, and as soon as their foot leaves the hospital... That's gone. So I would get home from work, and me and the wife would have the usual discussion. Um, I was your day. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Yours, yeah, 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 not too bad. I just wouldn't talk about it, because I didn't want to bring that home. My outlet was colleagues. It was supervisors. It was...
0: Which there'll be something in place for you, I Exactly. Because it has to be.
1: Well, yeah, there's... You could take time out after a difficult call. You could... <clears throat> speak to a supervisor there's things like counselling in place which i decided that i'll take advantage of because i've had things happen in my life which i'm not going to go into because it's not about this where i decided that i can phone a counsellor today wednesday and friday i've got an appointment if i went through the nhs it could be months and months and months so i took grasp that and take it and it was like it was six free sessions and um, it was in this lady's front room there was no judgment I could just talk and talk and talk and she didn't interject where appropriate and that helped me so much because I finished that counselling on Thursday going back two years now and then on Monday the uh, horrendous attack at the arena happened I'd worked that day, I'd done a seven-seven day shift, and I was just messing about at home on Twitter, and, and saw that something had happened, so I sent a message to a group that we had at the time saying, what's going on? And said, yeah, it's bad, if you can come in, come in. So I went in. I thought, right, okay, I've had my and I can separate myself from this, I can just deal with yeah. the calls, cause I imagined that it would be so busy, but it wasn't, no one was calling.
0: Because everyone was fixed on what was everyone happening. Everyone
1: was fixed on what was happening. But I will, I'll never, ever forget, it was um, half past 11. And this guy rang up and he said, I've broken my toe, I want an ambulance. I was like, right, okay, you've broken your toe, you want an ambulance. And all I could think was, there's people dead at the arena, there's kids that have died. Yeah. All our resources are there. Do you not watch the news?
0: How do you watch the news?
1: No, I, I couldn't say to I still had to remain professional yeah, exactly. and go through the triage process. But all I wanted to say was, and excuse my French, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Get a taxi, go to A&E, you, you, I'm not, you're not I'm in an ambulance. And I realised in that moment that I had to take a step back because otherwise I'd end up saying something that could potentially cost me my job. Yeah. So whilst I had the counselling, I had coping mechanisms, I had to go home because I'd read the the log and what had happened and yeah.
0: how people had died and, and that had affected you and I had to go home i remember that, that says jack's courage that though cuz like you could like you say if you're worried about potentially putting in danger in a potential service user to have to say and i've walked away from many things and, and i i have this deep shame sometimes about them but ultimately if I'm not helping myself and helping the person around me, then you're best off away from it. Yeah. But it's very hard because in your mind you think, oh, well, one bad thing, one bad thing will tar me for life. Like, I'm, you know, like one bad lesson makes me a bad teacher. That's bullshit. I know that. Yeah, yeah. I know that now. You know, like one bad session, with, with, and it's like you, you've gone back. You went back after that, I presume, before you mm-hmm. yeah, before yeah, you moved yeah. on to your new new role, but. I couldn't imagine like you say once you hear about how bad things were how does anyone cope with it like emotion you know yeah and like I've said to you
1: previously I've had colleagues that have lasted a few months because they come in at like 21, 22 I'm 36 and they've not had the life experience and to hear a an elderly lady ring up to say her husband's died in the night, and
0: it can be very.
1: There's nothing that we can do. It's how how do you
0: process that? How do you deal
1: with that? How do you not? How do you not get emotional?
0: That's it. You follow the pro- that. That's why the protocols are there, I suppose. But yeah, emotion is emotion. Like I say, the fact that they let you go away from and take some time, and I think that that's you know, I've had tough times in teaching and. You know they're bad. But go go and get a coffee. You know, a like good teacher might come to go get yeah, a coffee. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll Get a cup of tea. But there's times when you've got, thinking about the supply, like you're under intense pressure. You've got no, you've got no teaching assistant. Mm-hmm. You, you're dying for a piss. You've got 32 children, like giving you grief. I say not all of them, but like you, you're a bit trapped. You're a bit like you know. Just, yeah, but, no worries. And um, yeah, you're just a bit trapped, like you. And that's when, if you can't walk away from a situation that's when it's difficult and, and I think coming back to this idea of self-control yeah. like if I'm not saying I don't know I, I don't think I could ever work in an office like just know how I'm wired as a person Yeah, because I don't like like my bosses and managers I'm a bit of a pain in the arse to be honest I don't miss like cause problems on purpose yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't take me to a certain extent and bureaucracy and crap Um but I, that's it this, these jobs aren't like office jobs you're no, dealing no. with like no. really serious things and my best you know, I've got two best men. And I'm getting married uh, on, on Sunday, and today is what Wednesday. So, like, emotion is at the surface of my life. I can't avoid yeah, it. Yeah, to, yeah. To, to put to put it in a box right now, I think would be unhealthy. Yeah. And like, I say, I've got two best men, very very different people. One's a doctor in London, and like, he, I say, I said to him, understand, like, if I could, you're a racehorse. I bet you in every race because he keeps he's, his self regulation. He's got a baby due. He might not make my wedding, but like, he's the way that he self control is just. Better than any person I've ever met. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've yeah. I've I've wound him up over the years and like pushed his buttons, but then it yeah, yeah, works both yeah, ways. Yeah, like, I don't do it on purpose, but how do you do that, especially in, like in like a situation where you're dealing like talking front line A and E staff, mm-hmm. like you know, I just I just couldn't do it.
1: No, and I mean, like
0: what you guys have to listen to, and it's like no wonder so many people in police or ambulance, sort of, yeah, you know, turn to the bottle, you know, like prison officers. You know, my my, my, mum and her husband, my prison officers, and, like, the stresses of the jobs Teachers again. I think people who don't do those jobs, if they can't try to understand what it's like for people... Like, so anyone who knocks those people, I just think, do one. I really do. Like, if you can't look after your teachers, you know, like, and all those... Like, what? Where's humanity?
1: Yeah, I mean, people... And I was guilty of this, for I lived with uh, my best mate who was a teacher... I used to think, when you do eight hours and then you come home and you chill, you've got all these holidays, what are you whinging about? And then to see him come home and having to do lesson plans and all the, like you said, bureaucracy bullshit, the Ofsted and it's all about results, it's not about the children and class class sizes just getting bigger bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and little Johnny might need more help. And you
0: can't always give it,
1: a... and you can't give him that help because you have got third one of the kids to deal with. So little Johnny's like, wow.
0: And some bad leaders make you feel that like you're, you're failing the children. Absolutely, and it's like you have to trust your own moral compass there, though. Yeah, think. Like And that, absolutely. that is very hard, especially when you're like what well, like I was under intense anxiety. And I, I do want to get a teacher onto the podcast, and we can really. F- flesh this out because because yeah. I think there 's so much I can delve into with that, and I do I want to run stuff for teachers I think like and you, I think people like you, you you know like you I know already over the last six weeks how we've you, you, you could do counseling like you know working with people from the ambulance service so i 've got a little maybe let's deviate from this i 've got a little um checklist because okay. I think everyone needs to have a coping mechanism or have a support network around them, and I found this on the Mind website. And everyone knows Mind are the best there is about mental health. And um, just answer yes or no to these things. Okay. Um, and it says you can use the checklist below to identify factors that are affecting your mental well-being. So for people who who are, for example, ambulance call handlers, this might be a good reference point. I have someone I can talk to about my feelings. Yes. I have good friends I can trust. Yes. Yeah. I sleep well most of the time. No. It's <laughs> resounding, not. no. no. Um, I eat healthy most of the time. Uh, recently, I'm doing better. You do really well. Uh, I do some physical activity regularly. Yes. Good. I make time for the things I enjoy. Absolutely. I do things to help other people. Yeah. I feel that I achieve things. Yeah, yeah. I know how to relax. Oh, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Netflix and chill. <laughs> I'm not coming round for that. Um, I I know what affects my moods. Yeah, absolutely. I am kind to myself about who I am. Mainly, yeah. Compassion. Now, uh, I look after myself during difficult times. Yes, definitely. That, that's the thing. And imagine two years ago, I'm thinking of you before I met you. Really, probably, probably about two years ago I met you. Probably a bit longer. Would you have had as many yeses then? Do you think?
1: No because I was I was going through my own um, I've had anxiety for years but I've not known it um, mm-hmm. things like if the wife goes to work and she hasn't texted me yeah she's crashed the car or um, if I get a text message from someone, can you call me? It's like, oh my God, what's happened? You're I dead. get
0: very much like that other a text message.
1: And I remember specifically driving back from Tesco and um, looking in the wing mirror and there was a guy in a motor right behind me and I was just convinced that he was a hitman. And I got <laughs> home and I spoke to um, my then houseman. and I said, what's going on? He said, you've, you've got anxiety. I was like, no. And I went on the NHS website which is the worst thing to do, and check. So I was like, check, 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 check. Oh, shit, maybe I do. Yeah. And that's when I realised that the counselling's there, let's go for it. And yeah. I'd say i worked for the ambulance service for five years, it's probably the best job that I've had. But it has, it has brought on anxiety, it's brought on depression, and I'm quite... I'm good at a situation where if I'm not comfortable or I'm not happy, I'll get I'll go for another job, and that's that's exactly what I've done. I've taken myself out of the the call handling. I do the I do a similar job where I tell the police officers where they go. I prioritise what they're going to, etc., etc. But I don't speak to the public anymore except to say except to apologise or. Check their availability, but I'm not dealing with suicidal people, I'm not dealing with people having heart attacks, yeah. having to do- help deliver babies over the phone, best calls ever, but still stressful. Um, I'm not being called shithead, dickhead, the C bomb
0: <laughs>
1: F U, da 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 and I, I just can't get my head around I'm much happier do that,
0: yeah. No, that's it, though. And do you feel like your emotions are not being pulled in lots of different directions mm-hmm. as much?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's only one specific incident I can think of. Yeah. And I've worked for the police since February, and it was someone went missing, and people got missing all the time. It was an elderly male. And they just normally turn up safe and well. Unfortunately, this guy had fallen, and he'd drowned in a, like, in a puddle. And when I got the the officer saying, "Uh, yeah, this male's deceased, I had to take myself out of that situation for 10, 15 minutes just to take a deep breath, to make a coffee, to have a a chocolate bar. And then I spoke to my um, supervisor after it and nipped it in the bud there. And then whereas in the past, I'd have just gone, no, I'm fine. And it could manifest itself later on, I think, having that support network in place. You ask those questions before, I've got friends, I've got uh, peers, I've got friends on social media that I consider friends, that I can speak to, and they can speak to me, and things like Human has oh, it's helped.
0: Oh, massively.
1: I'm so happy that it's it's a thing, and I just, I just hope it grows and grows, and it becomes a thing in every city, in, not in every city, because that's impossible, but in, big cities where there's a lot of pressure you know people that work in in london in financial markets and teachers and emergency service
0: staff etc 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 and that is peer support and it could be developed for any different like like you say specific jobs for actors for teachers like it's out there there's people and you don't have to be qualified to like listen and we never learn how to listen as people but you start going to these things And I'd say the first couple of weeks, I just kind of sat back, facilitated it, made sure that everyone had a chance to speak if they wanted to speak. And then, I'm not saying... But eventually, sometimes there are silences, which you find, you have to to live and breathe with those silences because people are processing, they're quite powerful. Mm -hmm. and This is how I've kind of developed as a counsellor. But what happened probably the third week is there was kind of an opening and I put myself into it because I'm there facilitating it but that night I'm volunteering but I'm getting something from it there. absolutely and I, I felt that what I had to say was quite you know it fitted the theme really well yeah. and it kind yeah. of brought me out as well and the guys know me quite well anyway but and then I felt really engaged with it because I was involved and like I, I put my vulnerabilities about working whatever the topic was out there and I think you're a great example listening to you I always say I always listen to what you're saying but I'm always thinking about something else uh-huh, at the same yeah, time yeah. and I used to feel terrible but I, but I think I was being ignorant but it's just how my brain is wired and mm-hmm. I, I'm able to do that it's a blessing and a curse I'm afraid but um, you definitely got the strength through vulnerability thing that I, I've talked about that's my yeah, very first yeah. blog and um, and then we were talking about another member of the group who won't name for confidentiality but uh, how um, just how how well he's processed some things that have happened in his life and it it makes you then consider your own life from your own perspective and that's the point of peer support you could go say you could say nothing Mm -hmm. just your name or hello to everyone and listen to five different people and the way that they're trying to unpick their issues or present their issues and you could go home and think ah that kind of explains so many things Yeah, yeah and it gives you a fresh perspective on your mind and you might find that you're the next day 10% 10% more productive, yeah, 10% yeah, kinder yeah. to yourself. Like, that's the whole point. I think that the reason why there's so much division and hatred are, are a lot in the world is it, directly related to mental health. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. if mental health is well being, and I say maybe we need to re- rewrite the word mental health because as soon as people hear it, you've got this separation already. Yeah, you've drawn yeah, a line in yeah. the sand. Mental well being. Because people will be more productive and more, ni- and, and more nice, nicer to each other. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And more accepting of each other. Like you say, children aren't born racist, are they? No, like, that's absolutely learned behaviors not. and like, not. not to go off on a massive tangent there. And my mum my, my listens to these podcasts and she says she so enjoyed the last one because I didn't go off on any tangents and I'm yeah. trying not to do that today. But I think it's a general discussion and bringing it back to men. Mm-hmm. You know, we can sit here and do this, but like, I. You know, the, the men that I probably don't talk to because I'm a bit scared of them. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't and I'm I, and I'm thinking like, you know, they wouldn't talk to their friends about it because yeah. it, it's like a weakness thing still, and it's a status thing. So, like, they might be respected because they're strong or they're good at football or they're good at rugby or they're like, you go to the gym and like yeah. they're they're physically threatening. But like, it, that's that's just adaptation. Like, I'm not knocking people for that. It's just a if you're bottling up things, then you're putting yourself and others at risk. I know that I've been there and you can end up upsetting people. And I deeply regret those things, but it came from like, not being able to process my feelings. Yeah, and I yeah. got to the point where I did feel very suicidal. And like, there are people who, you know, won't accept that. And that's what hurts me. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, someone told me once, this is in my speech actually for the wedding, you got to cut negativity out of your life. Like, because if it's not doing you any favours, then, and it's funny, you know, there, there are people who didn't want to speak to me, mm-hmm. and like, that, not that they're bad people, it's just that that's negativity in my form, so as soon as I separated myself from that, and I threw myself into meeting you guys at football, and all this, my life has gone like, yeah. so yeah. well. Uh, well. And that's it. To talk about emotion, like I say I'm getting married, and it is there. It's on the surface, and you've been through that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, how, yeah. You know, in the week, in the week up running up to the wedding, any any strange emotions come out? Or? No, the
1: the only emotion really was excitement because it's you've gone through this this process of the proposal, and then it's viewing venues. It's like speak about emotion and stuff like then leave to woman to plan wedding <laughs> yeah. bollocks. I couldn't do I, that. I was I was involved in every step. Um I found the venue taking credit for that, Ellen are you listening. Yes big um, up um things even things like um photographer food and just every. I wanted to be involved in every part of the wedding because I'm slogging my guts out doing overtime at work mm. and I wanted to be involved in that. I didn't want to turn up on the day and go, "Oh right, okay, cool, yeah, flowers are nice." Um, we don't have flowers; we have paper flowers. She made every single one. Wow, absolute legend. But I wanted to be involved in that process because it's our day. I didn't want people to say. If people have thoughts on, the food. Yep, yeah, I chose that. Or, yeah, enjoy
0: being a, a exactly being a part course. of
1: being a part of it because you're paying so much money, and if you just want to go, you do it. You do it all. Why why getting married?
0: What's what's the point? But that's... Yeah, and then it becomes just what you do. And I hate that, though. Like, exactly, like, yeah. Where it's just like, yeah. it's just what you do, isn't it? And it's like, well, that's just like an absent-minded view of life. And then they say we all go through the motions on things, yeah, but, yeah. like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to let my special day yeah, like, exactly. take me away. And, like, for me, like, all this, and our topic tonight is drive, actually, but everything that's been pushing me for the last say it's a couple of years I've got this big day coming up Mm -hmm. and it's like you know there's been times it's spilled over and I feel like I've become a bit of a perfectionist like I've got to be this weight for the wedding like for the last year I've I've got to be 75 kilos for the wedding and then about I probably very nearly hit that about two months ago three months ago then I thought to myself well you know I can't just not enjoy myself and not like you know and so I'm probably gonna be seventy nine kilos for the wedding. But you know what? Like I still I tried my suit on, I looked good. And I, that's another thing. I I was overcome with emotion the first time I tried to suit on. Because I'd lost like three and a half stone. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, in total probably lost nearly four stone and that's a massive change. Mm. And now I'm starting to see myself if you go back and listen to my previous podcast, I didn't start didn't see myself as a person who wasn't fat. But yeah. now yeah. I yeah. am seeing yeah. myself as a not yeah. fat person and uh, and that's really great. And and I have to By denying myself these emotions I was putting myself at like I just wasn't being the full version of myself And again it might sound cheesy But like I reckon I'm saying What a lot of people are thinking about emotions Like if I let them out And if I am angry or frustrated Just get it out in some kind of way like, I'll, I'll, so if I'm annoyed or I'll go on. If I go on a treadmill and just go do five k and just like smash it out, that can get that feeling out. I'm yep, not denying yep, that yep, feeling. Yep, absolutely. Like I'm just, I, instead of just like what I'd have done four, four years ago, just picked up a, a drink or something like that. And yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. Like four years ago, probably not to this day, but like just over four years ago, I had a mental breakdown. Yeah. Right and now I'm getting married to this amazing person who accepted me as I was when I was, I yeah. didn't even know yeah. who I was back yeah. then when I yeah. met her, and accepts this great version of me now, not, you know, like, but it, it's just things, what I was going to say, you know, it gets better. Absolutely, you yeah. Know, yeah, Yeah. like, and, and that guy who rings up on the phone, who's suicidal, he probably don't want to wait that right then. Like you say, he wants you just to just calm him Exactly, yeah. But it, it, it gets better, and don't, you know, I don't, stop thinking about the bad things that have happened to me because that I don't want to say I'm wearing them like a badge of honour but like that's part of the process that's part of the process I wouldn't be here if it weren't for those things I wouldn't be as mindful of the things that I've done and that's all getting in touch with emotions and yeah. there's still things that like, the way I deal with stress isn't great this is National Stress Awareness Day today but do you, did write, know you know, that. Yeah, did you find any other emotions that come up regularly for you or that you're not comfortable I with just, or? I'm
1: just um, I cry a lot and it's not because- That's I'm, so
0: brave to say that. That's so crazy to say that. It's
1: not because I'm upset. Yeah. It's things like- um,
0: Is it dog programs? Because I cry dog programs now. It's
1: things like, um, spoiler alert, um, when Jake proposed to Amy in Brooklyn 99. I cried. Because you love the show. Because I love the show and I love the, the the process of how their journey started. Things like, if a, if a human dies in film, it's like, oh, it's sad. But again, spoiler alert, in I imagine Legend, when he has to put the dog down. Oh,
0: don't, don't.
1: It's heartbreaking. Don't
0: do it, man, don't it, do it.
1: Even things like, um, I remember I had a really shit day at work a few years ago, and I came home from work and I just wanted to sit in my comfies and watch shit telly, and we were watching Gogglebox, and I think it was, um, I think it was one of the vet programs, and the dog, the dog was Touch and go, and then the dog survive. Just like
0: <laughs> you cry with happiness, then. just crying
1: happiness. Things like um, Queer Eye. Did you watch that? I love that program. And I think that's that's yeah. that's guys and guys getting in touch with their emotions. And <laughs> guys, again, that you watch that anything that you look at me like, oh, you, you don't look like you've got problems, and they have problems, and then they cry. And it's I'm just an emotional person, and um, oh, that's okay, and that's fine. Guys, it's okay to cry. Let's all have a big cry. Yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's just, it's all right. Once in a while, to have a cry. I am worried
0: I might cry now on Sunday. Like, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know. Like, say, I could say this because I, I might even put this out Saturday before the wedding. Yeah, because I'm yeah, thinking yeah. I'll put this out Saturday. Right, I'm thinking like, I know she's going to look great when she work, walks in. I'm in a dress. Like, but on whole occasion, I can become very overwhelmed mm-hmm. because I've, all these people I haven't seen for a long time. Yeah, and like. I felt a bit like that on the stag. I mean, they did dress me up as a woman and a, as a patient and I waxed my bum crack and all that. And, like, you know, you know, like, there was, like, not by my choice, but there was a lot of full frontal male nudity, mm-hmm. uh, which I hope, guys, because half of you don't listen to this anyway, uh, that, that those pictures will never see the light of day. Yeah. Uh, but someone did lose a memory stick, so I am worried. But anyway, I'm going off topic. Stop it. I might cry when she walks in. I don't know. Like, I've, I wrote my speech a few months back. So I might cry over that, because, like, you know, just people we've lost this year and stuff exactly, like that yeah, and it's yeah. like, but that's okay you know like because th- you can go through a whole range of emotions and isn't that more meaningful
1: yeah like, it, it's it's an emotional diary. I remember being fine I was saying to Mike before we started recording I drove myself to the wedding because you
0: want to be in control I wanted it
1: to be in control also hire cars very expensive <laughs> um, and I was completely fine I saw the venue I saw everything else and I knew she was going to turn up I remember looking over the hills and seeing her um, hire car, and I remember crying. Then um, there were some tears during the ceremony because it's it's an emotional day. It's it a build-up of two years of of meeting different people. It's two years of planning. Things can go wrong. Um, photographers might not turn up. I went to a wedding at the weekend where the makeup artist parties didn't turn up. Wow. Yeah. Um, don't worry, Laura, they'll turn up. <laughs> um, but it, it's just an accumulation of two years and it's seeing your friends, it's seeing your family, seeing people that have grown on this journey with you, yeah. speeches, um, toasts. It's an exhausting day because you're at the centre of attention,
0: and that's hard to take. That brings out emotion. Like you say, so difficult. Got to best hit. man who's come away from Australia, of course he'd come. I was the best man at his wedding. Like, but it's emotional like that. They've they, they come for you, and, yeah. and people don't like being the centre of attention. As much as I'm quite an extroverted person, and Laura's more of an introverted person. Yeah, you're still the centre of attention, and every that, that will evoke emotional reaction. And that's the thing with men. What we're trying to say, always said in this last forty-five minutes, is the emotion is okay. Like, as long as, um, say, you're not channeling it that people get hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like I say, I, I can look from the past and say I wasn't a macho guy, but, like, I, me losing my temper or or getting upset could hurt other people's feelings. Yeah. And, like, I might push people away, and it's, like, the worst. But, but what many men do is, it like, they're lauded for the fact that they can put away all their feelings and then just be hard and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's, like... I understand why these things happen, you know? Like, I, I show a lot of empathy for people when they do something wrong, you know? Like, we had a good chat about that Joker movie, didn't we? And we said, like, he's a victim, you know, if that was a real case, he's a victim of, like, 40 years of, yeah, like... Yeah, know, You know, it was, he was failed by the system, his mum was failed by the system. And it's like, I understand, but people can do bad things, mm-hmm. like... And, and you don't want to get to that point. As soon as you go past that line, unfortunately, you have to you have to, receive what's coming back at you. Yeah, deal with consequences. Yeah, and that, the thing is, I always palmed myself mentally like I'd feel so bad about what I've done and the shame of making a scene led to me wanting to take my own life you know yeah, like, yeah. and like I can talk about that now it might make some people uncomfortable and like tough guys yeah like
1: I've you... said several times this podcast
0: yeah,
1: yeah suicide rates in men 18 to 35 is just or is 18 to 40 one of them it's horrendous and
0: we need to stop that and we
1: need to stop We all could not having this conversation because it's important we're sat in a pub in Manchester yeah and it's not like we're whispering. We're talking quite loudly. And there's been people that have been sat in a booth behind me, and I'm not bothered that I've talked about all these things, because if that makes them think, wow, they can talk about it in public, why don't I have a chat with my mate? If this podcast helps just one person to talk about their emotions, their feelings,
0: then that's
1: not a bad thing. That's an amazing thing.
0: How can we get people involved? We'll, Well, comment. Like I love you know like it's nice when someone likes it and shares it but comment like comment on comment on something tell someone about the human space there's guys out there like i yesterday I must have messaged about twenty guys that I know three like don't know don't know well whatever but come along come along comment try it you get out what you put in yeah like yeah. you really do it. like and and I can say that because there's I have so many negative points but but courage is not one of them mm-hmm. like. And, and if any you know I've shown so much courage I couldn't ride a bike and I had to learn how to ride a bike as an adult mm-hmm. like because it was so much shame I can talk about it now I was on here like I was so ashamed I and mean, it was like a monkey on my back and I just had to do yeah, it yeah. and I learned and I haven't really done it since but like because I never learned as a kid because it got so embarrassed when I made a mistake yeah. that I just had this massive wobbler and like I'd say my emotions got the better of me and stopped me doing things in yeah, life yeah. by controlling my emotions and I say controlling but by learning to manage and live with my emotions on Sunday, I'm getting married mm-hmm. that would not have happened if it wouldn't have been for the emotions yeah, and I yeah, think that's absolutely. really the way that yeah, we could yeah. would end it um, it's a really if, good way to end it really I think.
1: if we're going to do confession time yeah. Mike had to learn to ride a bike I can't swim, I'm 36, I can't swim
0: right, I'm going to ask someone who listens to this to teach you how to swim it's out there now, like yeah, it's out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like it. What it can't hurt you. No. Someone comes back at you now, and, like ha, you can't swim. I just tell me like, well, what the fuck are you gonna do about exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. Like that's the thing. It's funny. Like i have never been like a fighting guy, or an aggressive guy, but like I'll stand up for myself now mm-hmm. more. I'm yeah. more assertive, yeah. and you know what? Because it's that fear is not ruling my life as much like no. you know it's easy to say what's the worst thing that can happen but statistically if like someone gets in my face I don't want to get into a fight but if I, if I feel like I'm right in bringing up a point then I'm not going to back down on it not because not, not like argue to the end of the world no, but no. I will just you know and I'm getting better at staying calm I'm getting better at dealing with things and yeah. like that's only going to make me a better advocate for myself, I suppose. Exactly. But yeah, I've really enjoyed this one because i yeah, think me just too. bang the table there. It's just
1: been very natural. It's just two guys in a pub having a drink. And I definitely think we should get some lunch now. Absolutely,
0: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we've got, and we're going to go to our session tonight and we're going to feel invigorated and, and, and yeah, really check out Human. Check out uh, the upcoming events. I'm going to end with this. Is that Courage, Compassion, Connection is my mantra, I suppose, which I have to credit Ken for, who we worked with in London as a life coach. But, um, Yeah, so I'm going to do a discussion about what Courage is, and it's open to men and women, so not just a men-only thing. Um, And One about compassion, and one about connection. The first two are Boho Utopia and Wivington probably the third one but I haven't secured that yet but people were saying do something in South Manchester so I've listened so I've listened let's see if people can come along now. Exactly. because it's all very good saying we do this do this do this but Martin comes and Martin's improved his life because he's done something like absolutely. that and like you could all capable of doing that you've just got to take that step and, yep. and it's time to be a little bit more call to action I think about yeah, these kind of absolutely. things yeah. so yeah, yeah keep following us and uh, mid, mid-December uh, the website should be out and I'm very excited about that. So new and improved website. So episode 12, emotion. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Martin. No, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. Brilliant. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to pause it. I mean, I'm trying to stop it. I'll have to edit this. <laughs> I'm not gonna delete it. Going, i haven't gone out it it because I'm locked it? One no. No happened. It's okay. It's safe. <laughs> Good. There we go. I just have to.